here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. But we're looking at a message or a series and I don't know how long this is going to be because there's already other things I want to share with you. But I just felt God say, no, you're not done yet. You're not done with, with, with the fearless family. You're not done with the book of John uh, just yet. So we're going to just camp there a little bit this morning. And we're looking at what it means to be a fearless family. And we've said it's so important that to be fearless, we need to be in family. We need to be connected. It's difficult to be fearless when you're by yourself. Now the word says one puts a thousand to flight, but two ten thousand. Uh, Jesus sent them out in Luke 10, two by two. So there's really a principle of being together, being in family. And then we're looking at, um, at the foot of the cross. At the foot of the cross, there was only one disciple, which is a travesty if you think about it. It's so sad. Jesus invests three years into a, a multiple m- m- number of men. And uh, 12 of them specifically, three goes up to the mountain of transfiguration with them. And only one is at the foot of the cross. So John 19, 25 Mary, Jesus' mother, was standing next to his cross, along with Mary's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. So there's three Marys, three ladies at the foot of the cross. So when Jesus looked down and saw the disciple he loved standing with her, he said, Mother, look, John will be a son to you. Then he said, John, look, she will be a mother to you. And from that day on, John accepted Mary into his home as one of his own family. And what a, what a beautiful picture to see. Jesus on the cross is establishing something. What's he establishing? He's establishing family. He's establishing, um, he doesn't want Mary, his mother, to be alone. And he doesn't want John to be without that mother figure in his life. So at the foot of the cross, Jesus forgets about his pain. He forgets about what he's going through. And he ministers. And in that ministry, he creates family. He creates a, a, a family unlike, it's not blood family, but it's more. There's one that is closer than a brother. And Jesus and John had that relationship. So, How do we go about dealing with a crisis? How do we go about finding strength to be fearless in a time as such as this? And I mean, you're in the right place. You're doing it right (laughs) by being in this meeting this morning because we've just received an amazing number of words and ministry just by being together as family, by facilitating a time of the Holy Spirit. If God is our Father, then He wants multiple children. And I don't know about you, but my parents are the happiest when all the children are together. Whenever it's just one or two of the three of us, then uh, they're not as happy as when everyone is together. And I believe that's, that's godly. I believe that's from God. That's His nature. God is the happiest when every one of His children uh, is together, when there's that, that family togetherness. And I'm sure Jesus would have been more encouraged if all the disciples were there at the foot of the cross. And who knows? Maybe there's many things He wanted to do. Maybe He wanted to share things with Peter and with, with others, but they weren't there. They weren't at the foot of the cross, so He couldn't establish them. So why did John get the privilege of looking after Jesus' mother? Well, he was there. That's the first thing. But why was he there? He was there because I realized that he, he had a different view, a different relationship with Jesus and therefore with the Father. And what is it that will make us brave? And I really believe it is FaceTime with the Father. FaceTime with the Father in the presence of Jesus, with the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, there is no Hebrew word for presence. But there's many times that it speaks that God spoke to them face to face. Openness. There's that, there's that communication. It's that eye to eye. And that's really what God wants uh, with us and for us. So let's go to John 1. John 1 and verse 43. 
John 1 and verse 43. It says, The following day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Now Andrew and Peter are brothers. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So now what Jesus is doing is gathering disciples. He's gathering disciples here and um, he's bringing them one by one, two by two. Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. John the Baptist says, hey, there's the Lamb of God who's taking away the sin of the world. And Andrew's gone. <laughs> Andrew is on to Jesus. He, he wants the real thing. He doesn't want uh, just John the Baptist. He wants the real thing. So then verse um, 46, and Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. And just something in the week that I've received, what I listened to was, uh, God does great things from small places. God does great things from small places. And that's really a word for us, I believe. Um, God does great things from small places. Uh, Nazareth was a small town. It was out there somewhere. But God does great things from small places. And um, Nathaniel said, can anything good come from Nazareth? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Philip said, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him and said to him, Philip, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So what is happening here? Jesus is operating in a word of, a word of um, knowledge. He's telling him where he was. Now, what's amazing is Philip doesn't try and convince Nathanael that Jesus is the Christ. He says, I tell you this is true. Come and see for yourself. And the moment Jesus meets him, miraculous things happen. And sometimes we just want to show people God is real. We want to show him the presence. We want to show him the miracles. We want to just show them that God is real. Because if you've experienced God, the realness of him, you cannot but go back. There's no way. Yes, we share the word and we share the word, the gospel, the living word. But we want to add the, the showing, the experience there. Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. <laughs> so he was a quick one. He was, a, he was an easy win. Uh, he was just like one word of knowledge and there he goes. Now he believes. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? So even Jesus is a little confused. He says, wow, that was, that was almost too easy. You will see greater things than these. So yes, I'll, I've given you a word of knowledge, but you'll see greater things. And what are these greater things? And he said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, you're after you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So he says, yes, this is the word of knowledge, but there's something greater coming. And what's coming is you're going to see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So that's a prophetic word that Jesus gives. He's saying, operating in the word of knowledge, he sees him come to, to believe that he's the Messiah. And now he prophesies into why he actually came. And uh, that's a clear reference, if you will, to, um, to something that in the Old Testament happened, which we'll look in a moment. So John 14 and verse 6, John 14 and verse 6 from the New Living Translation, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So John 1.51, Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, you will see heaven open, the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now the word angels there is, um, can also be translated messengers. Often in the word when you see angels, you disjoin yourself from that part of Scripture, but you shouldn't. 
You should go look into the word and it might be messenger. The same in Revelations. The messengers through the churches, they can be preachers. It doesn't have to be people with, um, with, with wings and, and, and gold and, and all of that. It can be messengers. So he's saying there's going to be an open heaven and the messengers of God are going are gonna to be going up and down into heaven, but upon the Son of God. So speaking about Jesus there as the way. And then in John 14 verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now no one can come to the Father except through me or by me. And that's such a big word for us. And I really believe in a time where, where fear abounds, we need to know and be sure that Jesus is the only way. Because if we know that Jesus is the only way and we have full access to the way, then there's nothing else to really worry about. So it's being convinced of that, that singleness of purpose, the singleness of, of, of truth. And in that, then you don't need to worry about all the other things that people throw your way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one gets to the Father but by Him. What is Christianity? What is the gospel? What is the message? There you have it. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. No other option. Either you have the Son or you don't. If you have the Son, you have life. If you don't have the Son, you don't have life. Ephesians 2 and verse 18. For through Him... We both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Through Him, through Christ, we have access to the Father, but it's a spiritual thing. But now we have an invitation, I believe, to have some face time with the Father. And that's really the, the, the message I have for us this morning is we need to get into that presence. We need to get into having face time with the Father and we get it through Jesus. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way to Christ, the life of God, or sorry, the way to the Father, the life of Christ, but the life then of, of, of Jesus, the truth, obviously, through the word. So we have an invitation to go up into heaven because of Christ and now share with God in those places. It's an invitation. It's not automatic. Yes, you are one. You are born again. You, you're going to be there. But why wait for, for when you die to spend time with God? Why not start now? John seventeen three. This is life eternal, to know God and to know the Son, to know them intimately. To know them for who they are. So back to John 1 verse 50. says Jesus answered to him. Because I said to you I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him. Assuredly I say to you. Hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God descending upon. There is a key word. It is not by but it is upon. Upon the son of man. So we need to be about Jesus. We need to be. Jesus is the way. There is no other way. Now, if I walk upon something, it's different than just being having access by something. Now, Jesus speaks about what? He speaks about an open heaven, and he speaks about that he is the connection, he is the link, he is the way by which we get into the open heaven. Heaven is open, so that's awesome. <laughs> we don't need to pray heaven open, and we can just receive that heaven is open. But Jesus gets us into the presence of God then. So Genesis 28 links to this picture very beautifully in Genesis 28 it's where Jacob goes and Jacob doesn't find a, a nice soft pillow but he sleeps on a rock and uh, he has a dream while sleeping on that rock and that's really prophetic of finding rest even with your thoughts having the mind of Christ taking every thought captive through the obedience of Christ sleeping on a rock so Genesis 28 verse 10 says now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran so he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed, and behold, now behold means look, see. What must we see? We must see a ladder 
that was set up on the earth and its top reached into heaven. And then the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. The angels of God, the messengers of God, were descending upon what? The ladder. And the ladder links what? Earth to heaven. Now Jesus comes 4,000 or so many years later and he says, Hey, Nathaniel, I'm going to show you greater things. I'll show you an open heaven and I'll show you basically the fulfillment of Jacob's dream. I'll show you the substance of what Jacob dreamed those thousands of years ago. I'm going to show you that I am the stairway to heaven. And that's really what it is. I'm the stairway. I'm the connection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am what connects earth to heaven. I'm what connects you to God. Reconciling the world unto himself. God was where? In Christ. Doing what? Reconciling. Bringing together. Taking away the distance that was between us and him. Look at it from the, from the King James. And um, it says there, verse 13. And behold, the Lord stood above it and it said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon you lie. This I will give to you and to your seed. Prophesying there again about the seed of Abraham, which is Christ. You can read about Galatians. Galatians is all about the singular seed of Abraham. The reference to Christ. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. Now, how can we speak about a single seed, but then as many as the dust of the earth? It is through Christ, the seed, now God has many children. Through the word, now there's multiplication produced, but there is a single seed that now produces a multiple harvest. Single reference to Christ, but multiple blessings for all of us. Thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. How beautiful. Now what did the Jews do? They always said, we're the sons of Abraham. Like that was their ticket to, to, to whatever they wanted. But here the promise in Genesis 28 is it's not for just the Jews. It's for all the families of the earth. Because why? Through the Jews came Christ. And Christ is not just for the Jews. He's for everyone. He is for the entire world. He is the Son of God. He is the Lamb who takes away the sin, not of the Jews, but of the entire world. And that's so important that we see ourselves included in the family of God. God's plan has always been to include everyone in his redemptive plan, not just a single nation or people group. So not just that. He wants to, to, to see that. Now, it's awesome if we divide the word that we see the Old Testament, we see the promise, we see the dream. Now we see a prophecy where Jesus prophesies about Nathaniel. I'm going to bring to fulfillment what Jacob dreamed about. And now he says in the New Testament, then we want to go and look and see where that fulfillment is. So the stairway to heaven is promised in Genesis 28. Jesus himself prophesies about it in John 1. So John 1, 51 from the Passion Translation says, I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon him. So if we want to speak messages that connect people to God, like I'm in, I'm in for those type of messages. Like <laughs> if you want those type of messages, you need to listen. Messages, words, um, like whatever you share at the workplace or with your family or around the bride, things that connect people to God. We need to share about Christ because Christ is the stairway. He's the connection between where we are and where God is. And we know once we're connected, we go up and down because we're now one in Him. And now we become the messengers that take people, we translate them from darkness by the stairway into the great light, into heaven. From darkness into light, 
why by the stairway that translator is a it, it, it's a um it's a word of transport it's a word of disposition now think about the airport where you go and you walk and you have your suitcase and you go stand on that thing and it, it takes you faster forward that's a translator or a, a traverser i believe it's the same word it means you're taking from one place into a new place and christ is that person that stairway that takes us from from earth from sleeping on a rock in the dust to taking us to heavenly places and living in mansions with god ephesians 2 and verse 6 says you are now seated in christ in heavenly places how did you get there by the stairway he is the one who took you there I mean, this is an obvious reference to Jacob's letter from John 1. The word angels is messengers. He speaks to Nathaniel and he speaks about the stairway, this way that connects earth to heaven, the link between man and God. How do we get there? We need to get face time with the Father. Why do we want to get there? We want to spend time with God. And we need to know that there's an open heaven, that we are right there with Him and that we can speak to Him and speak with Him and be encouraged by Him. So, Where's the fulfillment then of this promise? Where is the fulfillment of this promise? So Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the one that's going to connect you. I'm the one that's going to take you there. So Acts 1, something happens. Acts 1 and verse 10, something happens. And it's after the cross. It's after the resurrection. It's after Jesus in John 21 uh, restored Peter to, to, to the family. And um, now it says in verse 10, and while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up. <laughs> so this is really so awesome. Jesus is the connection between heaven and earth. And now the fulfillment of the promise is as they were looking, as they were speaking to him, he was going up and behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. So look at this picture. Jesus is the stairway that connects earth to heaven. And after the resurrection, he now connects he makes that connection he connects heaven and earth by going up by being ascended into heaven and he said in john 16 we'll we look in a minute he said it's better if i go away now that's a big thought but we'll we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit we've got some more time he says it's better that i go away now in acts 1 it's it's recorded for us that he's going away so he's going away unto heaven it didn't say it's better that I go into the grave. He said it's better that I go away. Because if I go away, I'm going to send something to you. We'll look at that now. Now, immediately, there's two angels. Or two men in white clothing. So the stairway is now constructed. It's built. Heaven and earth is connected. Why did Jesus say how we pray? We pray as it is in heaven, so let it be on earth. Why? Because there's a connection. We can now, we can now transport heavenly truths, heavenly reality, spiritual powers into the earthly realm by being connected with God, with Christ, or with God through Christ. That's maybe a better way to say it. We are reconciled to God by Jesus, by the, by the cross. As soon as Jesus ascends, the angels are there. It's like they've come down the stairway from heaven. And immediately as Jesus goes away, there's this, there's this change. And now they're ministering. But who's ministering? Heavenly beings are now ministering to whom? The disciples. That's really profound if you think about it. Jesus just spent these 40 days after the cross and he's ministering to them. He's putting Peter back into a relationship with himself. And now as they look up to heaven, he goes up and he goes away. And what does he say? I'm going to come, I'm going to come back in the same way. I don't want to get into eschatology right now. But immediately there's this connection. And know what? That connection between heaven and earth is never going away. 
Because Jesus went up into heaven, they have now full access into heavenly realms, into heavenly realities, into spiritual powers, into the access even to, to angels who minister to us, who's ministering spirits unto us. And I just think that's really awesome. Ephesians 2 and verse 6, they says, Sorry for that. Get uh, kicked out of my own meeting. Sumi, can you hear me? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Ephesians 2 and verse 6. That's where we were. We're looking at this eternal link. We're looking at this Jesus going up into heaven. And uh, we're seeing that he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one. And we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. What a promise. If you think about this picture of Jesus and this picture of this oneness, this picture of heaven, where are we? We are in Him. Ephesians 2 and verse 6 from the Passion says, He raised us up with Christ the Exalted One, and we ascended with Him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. Why? Because He is the stairway to heaven. He is the stairway to the perfection, the glory, the authority of the heavenly realm. And that's why Jesus said when He taught us how to pray, His disciples, He said, pray as if you're in heaven. Speak to the earth about heavenly realities. Bring your authority from heaven down into earth. Don't just plead with God to, Lord, do you know what's going on? Lord, we're so hopeless and so helpless. And, oh, we're just here on earth. No, you are in heaven, seated there. Now you can speak from that place. You can speak with authority. You are placed, you are seated, co-seated as one with Christ. It means that we are in heaven with perfection and authority at our beg and call. Perfection and authority at our beg and call. And now what is the message that we share? We share about that stairway. We share with people how to get into heaven, but not just one day when they die. We don't just speak fire insurance. We speak life. We speak protection. We speak power in this time. Colossians 2 and verse 10. And your completeness is now found in Him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Through our union with Him, we have experienced circumcision of the heart. All of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the Anointed One, has accomplished for us. What has He accomplished for us? He's accomplished the connection between us and God. The connection between earth and heaven. He's built the staircase. He is the stairway to heaven. He is the link between us and God and the spiritual realities and the powers of heaven. And I think that's really, really good news. And we probably know that, but it's just a new picture. It's a new way to show us really what Christ came to do. And like I said last week, John really came in with a bang. I mean, we've been sharing two weeks just on John 1. And really how he says, hey man, this is the guy. <laughs> he is the son of God. He's the power. He's the connection. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is what we need. Now, in conclusion, I quickly want to look at John 16. John 16. We see similar passages in John 12 and John 14, if you want to go read that by yourself. But for time's sake, we're just going to look at John 16. John 16 from verse 5 says, But now I go away to him who sent me. Where is he going? He's 
going to heaven. It's going to God. It's going to where God is. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Jesus there speaks about uh, to his disciples about what's going to happen. He says, it's better that I go away because when I go, something else is coming. What is it? It's the helper. It's the comforter. It's the spirit of God. Now, we know that that spirit was what Jesus operated in. The word says it for us in, 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 the, in, in I think it's Acts 10. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And now we have full access to that same Holy Spirit, to that same power. Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. I believe that's a critical critical verse in the Bible where we need to realize that there's many things Jesus wanted to share, but he couldn't bear them. He couldn't share them because the, the, the disciples weren't in a place to receive it. Why not? Because he answers it for us. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. It says when you have the Holy Spirit, he's going to show you all the things I couldn't tell you yet. He's going to show you all the things you don't know of yet. All the things that you couldn't bear yet. So there's, then in my mind, there's many things that needs to come after the Holy Spirit and with the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit. So what is the truth? It's the message of what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. John 16, 14. What will he speak about? What is this message? Why? He will glorify me. He will glorify Jesus. He will take off what is Jesus's mind and he will declare it to you. The Passion says he will glorify me on the earth. For he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Last week we spoke about revelation and relationship. And really we get that through the Holy Spirit. The revelation of who Christ is because the Holy Spirit is Christ, is one with Christ's Spirit. And now we can tap into that truth and now he's going to show us what's really going on. Verse 16, he says, A little while and you shall see me not me again. And a little while and you shall see me because I go to the Father. Verse 22, So... Will you also pass through a time of intense sorrow when I'm taken away from you, but you will see me again. And then your hearts will burst with joy with no one being able to take it from you. And I really believe that we can live in that place where no one is able to take it from us. Why? Because we have the Holy Spirit. Why? Because Jesus has gone to the Father. Why? Because we know that He is in us. For there is eternal truth. What time has come when you don't need to ask me for anything, but instead you will go directly to the Father and ask Him for anything you desire, and He will give it to you because of your relationship with Me. Verse 23. Why can we go directly to the Father? Because the stairway to heaven has been built. The road to the Father is been there. It's, it's created. It's for us. Jesus is that stairway. Verse 26. And I will not ask the Father, I will not need to ask the Father on your behalf, for you'll ask Him directly. Because of your new relationship with me. Your relationship with the staircase. The stairway. We is the way, the truth and the life. Where does that way lead? It leads to God, the Father. No one can get to the Father but by Him. He is the life. What life? The God kind of life. He is the truth. What truth? The eternal truth that leads us to the Father. Verse 27. For the Father tenderly loves you because you love me and believe that I come from God. I came to send you from the Father's I came sent from the Father's presence 
and I enter into the created world, and now I will leave this world and return to the Father's side. John sixteen twenty eight. But I'm not just, I, I came down from heaven, and now I'm taking you with me. That's really the picture. I've come down from the Father unto earth, but now if we link that with Ephesians 2 and verse 6, it says He came down, but He taken us up with Him, because we are now seated, co-seated with Him in heavenly places. John 14, I said we're not going to go there, but it seems like we are. John 14 and verse 5. John 14 and verse 5 from the New Living Translation says, Now we don't know the Lord. Tom, no, we don't know, Lord. So Thomas said, We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. How do we know where to go? We just go where Jesus is, because Jesus is the one that is, um, is, is going to take you there. Jesus is the one who's going to show you the way. We don't need to know at the end, we know the way. You don't know the end of the staircase, you don't know where your life is going to end, you don't know what your next assignment might be, but just keep stepping forward on the Word. The Word is the staircase, the, the Word is Christ, it is Him in us and through us. Now, just to conclude, Ephesians 2 and verse 17 says, And He came and preached... To you who were far off and to those who were near. For through him we both have what? Access by one spirit to the Father. So that staircase really is a spiritual thing. It's the Holy Spirit which is now the link between us and God. But it is also who God is. Jesus came so that we can have the Spirit living in us and through us. So that we can be one spirit with him. For through him we both have access. How do we have access? Access through the staircase but by the Spirit. Unto whom? Unto the Father. So important. Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. And this is so beautiful. And members of the household of God. We are fellow citizens. Yes, we have a passport that is stamped in heaven, but we have a family name that is family of God. That's so important. We have access to the heavenly realm. We have access to the spirit. And heaven is not somewhere there. It's spiritual. It is by stepping from your fleshly mind into your spiritual mind. That is really the, the link. That's where Jesus lives. That's what the, the renewing of the mind is. It's not about one day when you go. It's by happening here right now. Where is the Spirit? The Spirit is in you. And it's to let those, those rivers flow. But we have access into that. We have a passport stamped with heaven. But we have access because we are part of the household of God. I just love that verse. Members of the household of God. So I don't know about you, but everyone in my household who's of a certain age uh, has a key to the household. They can come and, and, and leave as they go. Natasha's got free access to, to come in and to leave as they want. Why? Because this is her household. She's part of it. And so do we. We don't need to, to unlock heaven. We just step in. We, we, we realize where we are. We are living here. And God is living in us. God is living for us. And God is living through us. And I really hope that that word encourages you this morning, that Jesus really is the connection between us and God, between us and heaven. And it's not about heaven as a place, but it's about heaven as the family of God. It's where God is. Heaven is where God is. And if God is in you, then you're already there uh, with Him and for Him and through Him. And He wants to, to minister to you this morning. So yeah, um, it's really awesome to, to know that and uh, to see how the Old Testament dreams are fulfilled and the prophecies and promises about Christ and how He's come and to just restore that and to bring it uh, to its fullness. And uh, we don't need to go sleep on a rock to get a dream from God. You can enjoy your comfy pillow because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Amen.
and, uh, and, and you can uh, just enjoy spending that time with Him. So, yeah, I'm going to just pray for us. If you have any, uh, anything, feedback or something that stood out for you in the message, I'm going to give a few people just an opportunity uh, to share. Um, or you can type something in the chat box. But uh, yeah, maybe the Holy Spirit spoke to you in something that, that, that I missed or didn't hear uh, this morning. And you want to share that with us. So Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for truth. Thank you for just the power. Thank you that Jesus is the one who reconciled us unto the Father. Who is the stairway to heaven and open heaven. And that we can live in Him and through Him and for Him uh, with that. Father, thank you that we have full access to you. That we can even right now, just think about that for a moment. As we pray, we are speaking to the God of the universe. <laughs> Sometimes we take it for granted. But you are right now have full access. You don't need to go through me. You don't need to go through a priest. You don't need to go to a temple. Because you are the temple. You are the priest. You are a kingdom of priests ministering unto God and, uh, and speaking unto Him. So Father, right now, we, just, we, we want you to show us and lead us into this reality. Who Christ is and who we are in Him. Thank you, Father, that we, we, we don't live for this world. We live in this world. We don't live for this world. We live in this world. And we just thank you for that, Father. That we can operate different, on a different level, with a different mindset. And we're not trying to, to get into your good books, but we are living right there with you. And as we know, and as we grow more and more in our knowing of you, that that is where really we start to experience this everlasting eternal life. And I really just feel there's someone here you've been, you've been waiting and you've been reading and you've been even standing on John 10 and, and looking for God's kind of life. But it's really John 17, 3. It's through knowing Him. It's through that intimacy. It's through that FaceTime uh, with the Father. And it's the FaceTime that comes through the Son in Jesus' name. So Father, we just thank you for, for that. And right now, if you've never accessed God through Jesus, if you've never known and, and received and acknowledged that He is the way, the truth, and the life, that He is the only way to the Father, I want to just give you the opportunity right now where you are. You can just open your hands and you can say, Lord, I receive. I receive Christ. I receive His life. I receive His power. I receive my forgiveness from the Lamb of God who's taken away the sins of the world. I just want to receive my passport into heaven right now. The forgiveness of sins. But with that, I don't just have a passport. I have become part of the household of God. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the God Almighty. I am at home with you. Just think about that for a moment. We should be so at home with God. We should not be fearful or afraid. We should be at home where God is. Because we are of the household of God. I don't know about you. When I get home, I take my shoes off. I enjoy myself, I, I, I make a cup of coffee, I, I'm, I'm comfortable. And that's really, I believe, an invitation that God has for us this morning is become comfortable with me. You are of my household. And I really believe, after all I've said, that Ephesians 2 and verse 19 really is the key scripture, actually, that God wants to share with us this morning. And let me read it again. It says, Now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You should be at home where God is, at home in His presence. And like there's provision in God's household. There is direction. There is wisdom. There is guidance. There is love. There's whatever you need is going to be in God's household because He is there. He is for you. He's not against you. And He loves you so much. 
we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.